Welcome to another episode of Off Days with Sergio and GP. In this show, we take our off days to discuss topics ranging from cannabis to travel stories. We're back at it, talking about another pastime that defined our future. One of the, the things I grew up doing, the things I hope most people had the opportunity to do, and that is going to be throwing wild, irresponsible house parties. Dude, it, that's all like predicated on where you live, though, because some people just do not live in places where those really exist like that. It's a fair point. Luckily, I grew up in the, the breezy South Florida, so it was just prime for house parties. And I'll, I'll get this, this extravaganza started with really the first ever house party my friends and I ever threw together. <clears throat> I have a best friend. We'll call him G just because things are teetering on the illegal and that we seem to do so. Okay. Yeah, my you best want to put him on the spot. Yeah. I feel you. My best friend G, um, it was our freshman year of high school and we were sitting around like, man, it's freshman year. We got to start it with a, with a party somehow, some way. And my friend looks at me and goes, how about I surprise my parents with an anniversary cruise? I will frame it that I bought them a cruise for their anniversary so I can get them out of the house. Mm -hmm. And then we throw a banger. So I'm thinking, holy crap, bro, you're a genius. <laughs> How did I never think of this? Let's do it. Got to so, throw the cruise for the parents. Exactly. Pop the cruise. Exactly. So he goes through the whole process. So we planned this about six or seven months ahead mm -hmm. of time. Minimum. It was like like maybe even a year ahead of time. So he buys, he gets the cruise for his family and sends them on out. And at this point, the next mission became, okay, we're a bunch of 15-year-olds getting ready to throw a house party. How do we find alcohol? Yeah. So the most difficult part. So, again, being in South Florida... It wasn't that difficult. For real? We just call one person. We're like, hey. And they're like, yeah, there's this one gas station that'll sell you guys pretty much whatever you want. Oh, okay. So, I thought y'all used the older brother technique. No, no. I had an older brother, but he didn't want to participate in my uh, shenanigans because Dude, he it's knew hard. it was about to be dumb. It's hard to um, sometimes find people because it really is risky. Now that I'm over the age of 21, oh, yeah. buying a room full of 17-year-olds, alcohol, 16-year-olds, alcohol, at the time, I was like, damn, he hoed us. Now I'm like, I would never do that. I would never. I would never. <laughs> There's literally not an amount of money that you could pay me for that type exactly. of felony. So he buys his family the cruise. We get ourselves the beer. And we are ready to throw the ultimate house party. Okay. <laughs> what type of beer we are drinking at this point? There were Bud Lights. There were these things called party balls. Mm -hmm. Where they were essentially like a, a magic eight ball shape. But they held about 55 beers. So it's like, like a gallon. But it looked like a magic eight ball. That's, how know? much was that? God Those damn. were probably like 30 bucks. And you're supposed to have a special keg tap for it, but we didn't have it. So that had would, to be more than 30 bucks. We would bucks, just stab dude. it in the root. No, it was, it was only about 50 beers. That must be some, dude, that's a lot. That must be some real Florida shit. I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, I think they kind of took them off the market. I haven't seen them since, but they okay. were called Bud Light Party Balls. I'm sure we could pull up a picture of them or something. Okay. But um, so we got about three of those, which was way too many because none of us were really drinkers at this point. Yeah, not and we, we could just, drink up to yeah. fifty five beers. Yeah, so we're 
he gets his parents out of the house and we throw just the party of the year. Just raging, raging, raging. I drank way too much. You know, this one I still didn't even have an, a concept of what an alcohol limit should yeah. be. <laughs> you just couldn't keep going. Yeah, so I'm just, I end up essentially blacking out about four hours into the night. At what time? It had to be early, man, I would guess. <laughs> That's how it used to yeah. be in, my, in high school. Like, we thought it was so late that we, uh, yeah. it's probably maybe one. Yeah, it was about one. I mean, I blacked out. And the party still went on for about three hours. But I, I'm okay. thinking I went out at about 1030. <laughs> so the party, you know, when you're planning it, we were hyped the entire day, mm-hmm. the entire week, the entire month. Right. So when the party hit, it's like, oh, my God, all the boys are together. Mm-hmm. Let's drink five beers in a row. And then all of a sudden you're five beers in and then the party really starts. Yeah. So I was there was no hope of survival, essentially. Yeah. So we're having the party and I, I black out. And the next thing I awaken to is my dad standing over me while I'm passed out in a front yard going, Sergio, what the fuck, man? You were in the front yard. I was laying in the grass underneath my buddy's raised F-150 truck, Ford. Was, <laughs> oh, my God. I was underneath it. And somebody and my older brother ended up going to tell my dad because supposedly my older brother came and saw me. And he was like, this is really bad. Like mm-hmm. he could... uh get alcohol poisoning so let me call my dad yeah and luckily no like responsibly like that's yeah. guys if you're in this position especially if you're in high school doing anything like this get help like do not don't yes. care about the consequences yeah, if your exactly. friend is and if sick. the consequences are just your parents grounding you that's not a real serious consequence and, yeah and in the grand time, scheme of things exactly and at that time my parents were also very cool where they t- we had a running rule in my house if you're ever too drunk just give us a call yeah and we'll take care of you and then we'll figure out repercussions when the time is right. Yeah. Because when you're, if your parents are going to run up on you while you're faded, things get real weird real yeah. quick. <laughs> you know, if, like a huge argument will break out. But yeah. So the next thing I remember is my dad standing over me just being like, why did you do this? Da, da, da. So at this point, it's about five in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I've been out, out front of the house for minimum four hours, yeah. throwing up, like, talking shit, blacked out. Was this house in a normal neighborhood or was it like isolated kind of? It was in as regular of a neighborhood as you possibly could be in. But we had went up to all of his neighbors. Uh Another from free game. Yeah. If you're going to throw a party, just knock on your neighbor's door and just let them know. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm going to throw a party. If you hear a bunch of screaming and shit, it's because I'm throwing a party, but I'll try to keep everything under control to the best of my abilities. Yeah. So his neighbors were all cool with it. So I'm blacked out there. I wake up, like I said, to my dad telling me how stupid I was. And he said, do you know how dumb it is that you guys just got this drunk when you have a soccer game in three hours? So it's four o'clock in the morning <laughs> and we have a soccer game that we have to be there at seven. Yeah. For a game time kickoff at eight in the morning. And all, all of my best friends are all of my teammates. OK. So we're all blacked out. So my dad is just <laughs> pissed off. He's in shock. He can't believe that all of us were this thoroughly stupid to have one of our biggest games the, the, a party right before one of our biggest games yeah so we go he, he makes us all go to sleep clean up the house and do all this stuff give us water he takes care of us until the next morning yeah and then he we show up to my soccer game and he walks directly up to my coach him and my mom yeah go up to my coach and snitch on us uh-huh. they're like your whole team went out and got blacked out drunk and i know you want to punish them by not putting them on the field but after seeing them last night, the worst punishment you could give them to play them <laughs> to play them the entire game. So, and where I'll end this story is during that game, 
on the very first kickoff, mm-hmm. I'm I'm woozy, yeah. I'm hurting, <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm and thinking, you're new to this too. Yeah, like this, this is, is my yeah. first time really getting drunk. So I'm thinking, holy crap, you know, I'm probably going to start crying in the middle of the field. <laughs> it's just not going to go All well. your friends are probably feeling oh, like yeah, similar. All of us. So with my week, the ball gets kicked off, and on the very first possession, mm-hmm. gets sent to my defender, and he switches the ball over to my side. Yeah. And it one hops and just one bounces into my chest. Yeah. Normal everyday candle. And as yeah. soon as it hits my chest, uh-huh. I felt a giant uproar of vomit coming. Uh-huh. So I kicked the ball off the, to one of my teammates and just started throwing up. Yeah. Like I have never thrown up in my <laughs> well, entire life. Well, you were on life. turf or grass. This was regular grass. All right. But I was able to run off the field and puke pretty much on right next to my bench, right next to my coach. Okay. And he was just fucking livid. He was one of those uh, North African people who just didn't play around. Okay. No, zero <laughs> games. You know, he's like, you fucked up. So he, yeah. just, he started just lay, laying into us. And luckily, we ended up winning the game. But... In short, house parties when you're young can get out of control. It's hard to know your limit when you're young, but one way to learn is the hard way. It's by just doing it sometimes. And that's how I learned the hard way. <laughs> you have any house party extravaganzas or yeah, college parties that I, you I actually, participated in? I actually in? do. We threw, I think my senior year of high school, all my friends were juniors, though. We threw four parties. Ooh, nice. Seasonal. I made it to three of them, but this was my first eye-opening experience, honestly, dude, that people in high school were doing, like, drinking as much as they were, people in high school were smoking as much as they were, people in high school were having sex as much as they were. I I didn't know the, let's say, quote-unquote, black market of high school Oh, like up the until underworld? Like, dude, the underworld of high school, like what was actually happening on the weekends and stuff okay. like that. I had never, first off, to give you guys some background, I went to middle school 50 minutes away from my house, so I was never hanging out with any of those kids. My freshman and sophomore year of high school, I went 35 minutes away from my house to another private school, and they were, and that was like from kids all over the city of Houston, so I wasn't, and I didn't drive, so I never was hanging out with any of those kids. So my junior year of high school, was the first time in my life I went to my local school. Damn, that's crazy, bro. My first time in my life where I knew a kid that lived in my neighborhood. That's I was wild. 17 when I met the first kids in my neighborhood, for real. That's crazy. That's, see, that's a completely different end of the spectrum. Than yeah. Like, so, I had the same groups in fifth grade. See, absolutely not. I've had, at this point in my life, because of how much I've moved and moved schools and stuff like that, I would say I've probably had, like... Six to seven distinct friend groups. Damn, that's wild. So, yeah. So your first party was, like, your first rager was senior year. Yeah. Introduced was, you to the underworld of. Definitely. I think I was 18 at that point. You took a peek under the bed and you were like, holy <laughs> shit. I had just started smoking, too, on, like, a, a weekend-type basis. But I really was never, like, I, I hardly gradually got into smoking. I went from not smoking to smoking almost every day, probably in, like, a month. I would month say or two roughly months. similar for me too. Yeah. So I was starting to smoke just on the weekends at this point, but starting to be more and more. But on the weekends I was just smoking. And so at these parties, I had friends at the time that are still some of them are still my friends, but they cooked edibles. They're the ones that taught me the way. <laughs> the art form. <laughs> yes, the true art of cooking edibles. But because of that, they always had extra weed. Like always. Like and I'm talking about like when high school 
getting six, seven grams of chronic for free. Damn. Yeah. Who are your minimum friends, bro? three minimum three, four. Like, dude, they were they were pushing just they were just pushing more edibles than like look, any kid that age. That I would I've look at a bag of my friends weed, just look at it. And they're oh. like, that'd be five bucks, a little man. It's like, damn. Oh hell no. <laughs> we were we were they were just giving it out to us. That's that's awesome. So because of that, we were smoking free weed every weekend. Because of that, girls will show up and then we would put in I don't even know if I ever put in. My friends were all richer than me. Oh, that's but, a good spot to be in. But I, I swear I did put in, like, because I, I, that's not the type of person I am. At least bought, like, cups, balls, like, stuff, like, party accessories. You know what I'm okay. saying? But I, I'm almost certain I put in at least, because it was, like, 10 of us throwing the party. So you can get a keg, 10 each. Like, I know oh, I had yeah. $10 yeah. to put in. <laughs> if, if it's beer, you could, beer is cheap. Exactly. We were just buying, we would buy Bud Light also. We would buy a keg of Bud Light. We would put in this kid's house. This mom, his mom would leave and go stay at the grandma's house and just let us rage at his house. Oh, fire. See, those are the best spots. Yeah, to and his the back of his house is on a golf course. So I wasn't getting caught on a golf course. No, hell I had no. just finished like playing senior year football. I was mid-soccer season. There's there's a few cops on this earth that are going to catch me on an open field, in the open field on a golf course. I'm not going to lie. Especially with uh, I already have a head start. Yeah, yeah there's no hope. There's there no way. Only a dog. <laughs> yeah, only a dog, yeah. And so because of that, I am having an amazing time. And we did it. We decided, dude, to do it like a theme. So we did Risky Business. So there's, at this point, it's kind of strange to think back on. And I feel a little bit creeped out, that come, like, thinking back <laughs> on it. But just because it was like a high school underwear party, essentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Which at the time was dope. But just thinking back on it, I'm like, it's because you're thinking of it from the perspective of a 23 year old. Exactly. Self. But I'm saying, like, an adult walks into that party, it's awkward situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're seeing, like, girls that are becoming women, some of them, some of them probably young. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. to where all in the same place. And you don't know, maybe. Probably most of my friends at that point were 18 because we yeah. were about to graduate. So, like, most people were 18. But it's still just a strange situation, like, for me to think back on. But at the time, it was dope as fuck. Because so, it was yeah, just, like... Was pretty much a dress-up, underwear. Yeah, underwear, underwear and button-downs. That's the way to do it. And we set up a couple BP tables. We had the weed, like I said. We would cook edibles, jello shots, and the keg. And we were raging, dude, to, like I said before, maybe to, like, 1 o'clock. <laughs> you so know what I'm saying? What did your, um, what was your first, or what would you say was your first thoughts that you can remember about, holy shit, there's a high school underworld that I had no idea that it existed? I was, honestly, dude, I have a lot of, in these type of situations, like, self-awareness to where I was thankful that mm. I didn't know about it before. Because if I got caught into that earlier... Like, right now, I wouldn't even have, like, the baseline fitness I have. Uh, school wouldn't have come as easy to me. Like, all that stuff. Because if you're a 17-year-old, 16-year-old, and your head's getting clogged with alcohol, dude, your brain is not as good as it should be. Like, an adult can handle it, but a youth, a youthful brain really can't handle oh, it like that. I've done my fair share of damage, so yeah. it's definitely true. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, at, were you 16? Oh, were you yeah, drinking? Okay. Oh, yeah. But at that uh, time, like, your brain really is not prepared yeah, no, to not be at drinking at 16, at 17 years old, like, consistently every single week. Yeah. Oh, no, not consistently. I, we would throw two parties a year. Yeah. And that was the only time I would even drink anything at all. But yeah. I would just way overdo it. That right. was kind of like, 
I would say if I had a patented thing uh-huh. that everybody knew every party what was going to happen, yeah. me blacking out was that. It's oh, like, oh, you that know, person. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, there's a party. And that only can only mean two things. A lot of alcohol and Sergio's probably going to be blacked out. <laughs> that was like the thing. Like, luckily, I grew yeah, out of it. Now, yeah, I haven't been blacked out in years, but I just... I know, never got to that point. I can't drink to that point, actually, like personally. Some of my earliest memories, uh-huh. the earliest ones I could reach back to are of parties with my family. So I okay. just grew up in that environment. I didn't. Fa- parties every year. My parents were known for having the best parties in all okay. of our city where they would just invite literally 200 people to our house yeah. and just throw bangers. Yeah. Unbelievable parties. They'd have the backyard all prepared with buffets and all these types yeah. of nuts stuff. So uh-huh. Like I said, it was ingrained into my mind that partying equals fun. Fun yeah. equals being extremely drunk. Yeah. Everybody would be drunk at my my right. family parties. Right. So then at, when I got started at a young age, I would just go way too hard and definitely lost my fair share of thousands and thousands of brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. But but then at the same time, right after that, I, it is such a blessing I found this underworld because kids that get to college and have never experienced this before are going to go crazy. Absolutely. I, and and if, they dis, if they discover it in college and they like it, they're going to go crazy because I knew how to handle myself yeah, by the I, time I got to college. It's the exact same boat. I mean, by the time I'm, I was 21 or 18, I had been been there, done that type yeah, of thing. Right. So I had vast experience. But like you're saying, I went to the University of Florida and I met a lot of people from some random city in Kentucky, let's yeah. say, that have never even been outside of their hometown and right. never even seen alcohol. Yeah. And when they get into that environment, just like you're saying, they are completely overtaken by it and they just become raging alcoholics. So there is a fine line between being too nurtured, like you I, you weren't too nur- too nurtured, but if you had never I seen- was, dude, because I had to lie to do all that stuff. Like, none of that stuff my parents would let me do. Okay. I had to lie to do every single, any story that I'm telling involve lying to my parents. Because even, my dad had a policy that, like, dark was late. Oh, okay. See, we so you're talking about, there. it's the winter, it gets dark at six. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? Like, I would try to go out at eight. And my dad would be like, it's so late. What are you going out at 8 o'clock to do? What are you talking about? Nobody's even out. I'm getting out at 8 right now. When I was in high school, if I wanted to party or something like that or go out late at night, this is literally what I would do, bro. It's actually sad to think about. I would leave my house, and I would sit in my car in a Kroger parking lot for like two hours. Damn. Or go to a park and like smoke at a park in public and just wait for like an hour, two hours sometimes, dude. That's wild. See, we sit in my car. We came up in different... I had friends that grew up in a very similar environment yeah. to you that you're saying their parents, as soon as it was night, they're not yeah. allowed to party. But my mom, she's... Little context. My mom is four foot ten, small little Hispanic woman raising four boys mm-hmm. in her house. Yeah, she's already lost. Yeah, by the time... <laughs> by the time... Most of the days, she's by herself. My dad was always at work. When he was at home, he would help, but... The vast majority of the time, my mom was there mm-hmm. to be the person raising four men. So she had to be a damn savage. She would, yeah. we would, she would do whatever she had to do. But one of her rules was always, as long as you're honest with me, I know where you are. Yeah. And you promise me you won't drive drunk. Yeah. Just go do it. I had a friend, and he was my best friend in high school, and he had three brothers. It was a four-brother household. And his mom, by the last kid, 
his mom was like almost like defeated. She was like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. But I, mean, I was the second in the bunch. Okay. But my mom learned quickly because um, my older brother and my dad were always very confrontational in terms of they would right. have these giant blow ups, and it was always over the things like, oh, my brother wanted to go party. So my mom learned quickly. She's like, well, we can't stop him from partying. It's just going to turn into an argument. So she actually adopted the strategy we talk about. How can I allow my kids to be stupid in the smartest way possible? Right. But if it's in lying, like my parents literally would have no idea where I was just because I'd have to come up with some lie. Yeah, that's that's sketchy. My parents Yeah, my parents. Exactly. Like if I could just told them, because I was literally around the corner from my house. I could have just walked home safely. Instead, I was driving a car. No, actually, I would usually stay at that friend's house because I don't drive drunk. Like, that's, I've done a lot of stupid shit in my life. I have driven with six pounds of edibles before, but I have never in my life, like, driven, like, overly drunk by any, or even, even, like, maybe, I don't think I've ever driven with more than, like, three drinks in me, dude. That's good, man. That's good. I just refuse to. I'll leave the car and walk. That's a 100% policy, especially nowadays with Uber and Lyft. And it's too easy to it's not. Like it's, it's when you see these celebrities. Dude, I have get the cause Stephen F. Austin just beat Duke in basketball. Did they? Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, so, it's been like multiple upsets in college. So, so we have a breaking news. Stephen F. Austin <laughs> just beat Duke. So we'll... uh. I guess we'll conclude this one real quick and then yeah. we'll hop into that. So. But if you're in high school, party a little bit, dude. Like It's... I can't tell you guys a lot of your parents if they're really strict, but find some way to do it because doing it in college for the first time is honestly too much to take. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit on the other end of the spectrum. I would say party as much as you feel, <laughs> but do, don't be smart in doing stupid things, you know. And please don't find, drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Find a central location whether it's just somewhere where you know you could sleep the night, no matter what you're doing, yeah. you and whoever that you need to sleep the night is able to. Right. Whether it's 10 people, 15 people just scattered around the floor, just have a centralized location where everybody feels safe and knows that if shit hits the fan and everybody gets a little too drunk, that they're able to sleep there. Because house parties are always going to get out of hand. There's no way to control it. So the only way to control it is to make sure nobody gets hurt Everybody gets home safe, and everybody has a good time. And the way you do that, get a house, sleep in that house, party in that house, <laughs> don't move from that house, order pizza to that house. Exactly. Just do stay. everything at the same location. It's always the safest way exactly. to do it. Appreciate you guys listening to us once again. House parties. Peace. GP here, thanking you for tuning in to another episode of Off Days.